one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A recently released wrestler could be WWE bound. Also, Cody comments on the suspension of Sammy Guevara and Maria Kanellis reveals who's the daddy. For Monday, June 29th, 2020, this is your Cultaholic Wrestling News. Making her way to the ring from Charlotte, North Carolina, Tessa Blanchard. She has a lineage second to none, the daughter of none other than WWE Hall of Famer, Tully Blanchard. Tully Blanchard, you could do it all again. You know, I'm so proud to be a Blanchard, to have that family name. But I don't want to ever be handed anything because of my last name. She's a student of the game. She grew up around the business. She knows what it takes to get it done inside the ring. I'm gonna go in there full force and I'll do what I need to do. It's my turn to make my own name. So just before we went into the weekend, we were talking about Tessa Blanchard, her firing from Impact Wrestling while still the reigning world champion certainly drew a lot of eyes. And it looks as if she may not have too much downtime after leaving Impact Wrestling. Uh, Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer Radio has said that WWE has sent out feelers regarding former Impact World Champion Tessa Blanchard. It was announced, obviously, on Thursday that the relationship between Blanchard and Impact has been terminated. She has been stripped of the world title, but it looks as if WWE are already interested in bringing her into the fold. Now, this wouldn't be the first time that Tessa Blanchard has been a part of WWE, as you heard just then uh, in that bit that they used in the May Young Classic. She's been uh, a part of several TV shows for WWE, several episodes of NXT as well. So she's well known there. But uh, despite the fact that they were certainly keen to do more with Tessa in NXT... Back in 2018, she signed with Impact Wrestling instead. And at the time, it felt like the right decision for Tessa Blanchard to make because whilst it would have been great to see her mixing it up in NXT, she certainly got a lot more opportunity as part of Impact Wrestling. Not only is she a former Impact Knockouts champion, but she became the first woman to ever win the World Heavyweight Championship in Impact Wrestling. It's a shame that that title reign ended the way that it did, but it looked like it was wrapping up as it was anyway, as uh, Tessa Blanchard's contract was due on July the 18th, and there was talk to bring her in just for one more match for Slammiversary to drop said title. Of course, as we talked about on Friday, that didn't end up transpiring. Tessa Blanchard's contract is terminated, but it hasn't stopped other places from being interested in bringing Tessa in. Uh, we have no reports on whether AEW 
have shown any interest in bringing her in. But with her dad, Tully Blanchard, there, there's no doubt that that is a conversation that has been had, but we can't confirm that. Either way, according to Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer, Tessa could potentially be offered something from WWE. And there seems to be lots of avenues now for Tessa to come in and really take the, the industry by storm once again. A lot of people suggesting maybe putting her with Charlotte Flair, you could properly rekindle the horsemen in wwe with the daughters of flair and blanchard leading the way on that one but this is all fantasy booking at this point and it's definitely a story that is going to be worth keeping an eye on i have a funny feeling that by maybe the end of this week we may have a little idea as to where tessa blanchard will land next despite the covid19 positive tests the show goes on for wwe they have released an updated schedule for the tapings heading into this week so as we understand it no tapings today or tomorrow monday night raw is in the can for tonight that's done and dusted they're back at the performance center this coming wednesday they are going to tape both nights of the Great American Bash. This is the two-week NXT special that's running up against Fighter Fest for AEW. They're taping both nights on July the 1st, and then on Thursday, they're taping episodes of SmackDown for July the 3rd and July the 10th. They'll also tape 205 Live whilst they're there as well. And then on Friday, July the 3rd, they're taping episodes of Raw to air on July the 6th and July the 13th. They'll also air main event and two episodes of Raw Talk as well for the WWE Network. Uh, incidentally, when it comes to SmackDown, there was meant to be a segment on SmackDown featuring Sheamus and Jeff Hardy. Sheamus uh, pre- uh, toasting to Jeff Hardy. However, on SmackDown, we had uh, the tribute to The Undertaker instead, and we had Jeff Hardy and Baron Corbin mixing it up. That segment hasn't been lost. That segment has now been moved to next Friday SmackDown. So we will see Sheamus back on SmackDown this coming week, and uh, they'll do the toast to Jeff Hardy then. When it comes to the Great American Bash, this two-week special that NXT are running up against Fighter Fest, we've had a couple of matches already confirmed for it, uh, as revealed yesterday via Twitter. General Manager William Regal has given Oni Larkin exactly what he wants. Larkin was on Twitter in block caps calling out Timothy Thatcher. So on the kickoff to NXT's Great American Bash, we are going to get Oni Larkin versus Timothy Thatcher. They're just going to batter each other on the kickoff show, aren't they? They are. Also... It was announced just before the weekend, Sasha Banks uh, is going to face Io Shirai in a non-title match. And we also now know that the number one contender's Fatal 4-Way, featuring Mia Yim, Tegan Knox, Candice LeRae and Dakota Kai, uh, which will be on Wednesday, is going to be Elimination Rules. Just a little fun caveat to add a little spice to that match. That'll be Great American Bash Week 1 that goes up against AEW Fighter Fest Week 1 this coming Wednesday. Uh, speaking of WWE television shows, uh, Backstage obviously cancelled. We talked about that last week. Uh, Dave Meltzer has reported in the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter the reason why Backstage was cancelled was because of the feeling from FS1 that they were just spending too much money on the show and the ratings weren't really making it worth their while. 
which is a shame. Uh, they brought CM Punk in to do one show a month. However, him appearing on the show hasn't really done a lot for the numbers, not as much as they hoped anyway. WWE got to a point where they stopped even advertising that CM Punk was going to be a part of episodes of Backstage, which is a, a peculiar move. Uh, the show very rarely went over 100,000 viewers, and FS1 were hoping for 200,000 plus. So... As it stands, the show hasn't been cancelled per se, but they're sort of keeping it for special events, uh, maybe a quarterly thing, maybe a pre-pay-per-view thing. They might still do it. The FS1 WWE relationship is still pretty strong. So obviously Friday Night Smackdown on Fox uh, had a, a boost in numbers this week, which they're very happy about. They're still showing a lot of older WWE programs as well. So this is just uh, this is like a, a, a change to the the setup for WWE that isn't really affecting the relationship they have with FS1. Speaking of backstage, the host of backstage, Renee Young, who uh, spoke last week about having COVID-19, has tweeted out, Hey y'all, I'm so, so happy. I have a big fat announcement for everyone on Wednesday. So Renee is going to drop some big news for us on Wednesday. Can't tell you any more than that at this time, but... Feel free to place your bets right about now. Sammy Guevara was suspended from AEW last week after comments of an offensive nature were made on a podcast a few years back, and those comments resurfaced. Uh, Sammy is suspended indefinitely and set to get sensitivity training with his wages being donated to a Jacksonville women's charity. Now, Cody has spoken for the first time about Sammy Guevara's suspension from AEW in response to a fan tweeting that Sammy Guevara should be reinstated. Cody tweeted the following, Sammy will return and he will be a better professional wrestler and a better man when he does. Pro Wrestling Sheeta reported that Impact Wrestling have been very heavily pursuing Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson hoping for them to be a part of Slammiversary on Saturday, July the 18th. So this comes from uh, sources saying that Impact has offered, quote, Gallows and Anderson incredibly strong deals that would allow them to work with New Japan once that's a possibility, both in a legal sense and from a travel sense due to the current COVID-19 restrictions. You know that would be uh, a real big pull for Gallows and Anderson to sign with an American company should they be allowed to do New Japan stuff as well. Uh, Add Gallows and Anderson to the list of names of people who have been rumoured to be invading Impact Wrestling for Slammiversary. Uh, Heath Slater, Eric Young, Ken Anderson, Bully Ray, EC3, and now Gallows and Anderson making that list. A lot of names apparently invading Impact Wrestling, yes. Uh, Here's what Dave Meltzer had to say in the Wrestling Observer newsletter about why we are getting Asuka versus Sasha Banks at Extreme Rules. Dave says, quote, Banks, a SmackDown wrestler, is going after the Raw title, likely due to Charlotte Flair being out of action. Flair had two wins over Asuka, but then lost to Asuka on television and did an injury angle off it. Now, some fans have speculated uh, that WWE may actually have Sasha beat Asuka at Extreme Rules, and they may lead this to a a big unification match between Banks and Bayley uh, at SummerSlam, which would mark five years since their huge match as part of NXT TakeOver. And that would all depend on several factors. Uh, It would be an intriguing storyline to do. It would continue that 
it would it would mean all the build towards a Banks and Bailey breakup would be for something pretty massive. But whether or not that's in question now, we don't know because we all thought Charlotte was going to be out of action for quite a long time. Charlotte has reported she'll only be out for a couple of weeks. So we're going to suck it and see on this one. But either way, Asuka versus Sasha Banks is a fresh match that I'm up for seeing at Extreme Rules. Speaking with Civilian Magazine, Naomi was talking about her current character, the whole feel the glow thing that she does with the neon clothes and the lighting effect. It really stands out when she is on WWE TV. Uh, She said to Civilian Magazine, it took me two years to get that on TV. I have been pitching it for literally two years. I just knew that it was me and it was what set me apart. Now, despite the fact that she has always lit up SmackDown, she hasn't actually been a part of SmackDown uh, since the 11th of May uh, when she lost to Dana Brooke and hasn't been a part of things since then. I'm not quite sure what the situation is with Naomi in WWE, whether she is off TV during the pandemic. There's a very good chance she may have taken time away whilst all this is going down, but I'm excited to see her back sooner rather than later. The El Rey Network. These are the guys who broadcast Lucha Underground are debuting a new talk show called Vampiro Unleashed, which is going to be hosted by Vampiro, Mexican wrestling legend, former WCW star, uh, starting on the 9th of July. You can see a little preview of what's to come on the El Rey Network Facebook page. Vampiro hosting a chat show. If you've seen his infamous outburst uh, whilst commentating at Triple Mania, you'll be as excited about this as I am. Brett the Hitman Hart has launched a subscription series to his channel. So, uh, it's a 35-episode online series called Confessions of the Hitman. And it features Brett Hart discussing aspects of his childhood, his career, his life after wrestling, current events as well. All sorts of things being chatted about by Brett Hart. And it's a 35-part series. And you can buy the whole thing for $35. So, for $1 an episode, you can hear some stuff... Uh, that Bret Hart has never spoken about. And I like this. It's, it's a very unique way of, of, of selling your story off the back of The Last Ride, The Undertaker's docu-series. I think there's going to be some people who want to hear more about the life and times of Bret the Hitman Hart as well. Mike and Maria Canellis. I miss this theme music so badly. Released from WWE back in April. But Maria Canellis uh, has took to Twitter to answer a question that I, I was certainly wanting to know the answer to as well. So let's go back to the storyline featuring Mike and Maria Canellis before they were let go, which featured Maria announcing her pregnancy. And how it was being worked into a storyline was was very intriguing. As part of the storyline, Maria constantly was emasculating Mike Canellis, claiming that somebody else had fathered the child. And there was rumours that it was going to be Rusev, among other people. The angle was eventually just quietly dropped and then... Both were released from WWE. 
as part of that big wave of releases back in April. Now, on Sunday, Maria responded to a tweet from a fan when asked what the reveal was going to be for the father of the child. Now, she confirmed the the outcome of this. So if this has been a burning question in your head, we're going we're gonna to put out that flame right now. Canellis responded by saying, my husband. So... Mike Canellis was going to be the dad all along. <laughs> right. He was supposed to turn face and do a story about recovery from addiction and motivation, but that's just too good. It's too real. It's too honest. And of course, I was supposed to remain the bad guy until I came back from maternity leave. Babyface mama. So there you go. We were going to see like a redemption story for Mike Canellis, which would have been cool, which would have been different, but it would have been very real. Which is maybe why some in WWE probably weren't a Mahusif fan of it. I would have been happy with that. That would have worked for me. Whatever Mike and Maria do next, I know uh, they're back into the podcasting sphere, part of fanoff.com. Uh, you'll be able to hear them very, very soon. Uh, but that will do it for your Cultaholic Wrestling news for today. At cultaholic.com with Tessa Blanchard leaving Impact while still at the top of the tree. Justin Henry has looked at five wrestlers who left the company while holding major championships. Not just Impact Wrestling, just quite a few of them potentially, uh, but companies around the world. It's a really fun list. Check that out right now. On the Cultaholic podcast feed this week, we have a brand new episode of the classic Smackdown review with Matthew Gregg and myself, plus an all-new Desert Island Graps featuring Colby Carino. That's here on Wednesday. And on the Cultaholic YouTube channel, we tell the incredible story of Zach Gowan. And Sam Driver and Jack the Jobber are together via the internet. And they are tier listing IWGP heavyweight champions. And you can check out that tier list right now at youtube.com forward slash Cultaholic. I will speak to you tomorrow. Don't forget to join us. Love you. Bye. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.